Hi, I'm Chris Roberts, and this is Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. And we are back with yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am Grokis, of course, as always, joined by the wonderful and amazing Dublar Thackeray, here to suck so you don't have to. Oh, you fucker. Thank you. That was so... I was, I was, I was going to do something s innocent, and I thought... No, I'm going to f fuck your mum again. But instead, you made me suck. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> I, I got you this time. We're always <sighs> a little bit of that back and forth. Ha ha have to give and take. God damn you, 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 you <laughs> living example of a crotch goblin. Um, so, <laughs> I hope everybody is well. Um, how is everybody? And how are you, Grackies? How have you been, sir? I'm doing pretty damn well-ish enough. <laughs> yeah, let's let's cover off a few things. But before we do, let's harmonize on the count of three. One, two, three. So, um, uh, we've already had a question from chat. Is the crotch goblin also from planet Nope, like the crotch spider? Uh, um, yeah, the same planet is also the crotch dog. Yes, crotch dog. Oh, that was so good. We have crotch um, spider, crotch goblin, and crotch dog now. <laughs> they, they all have something in, in, in uh, common. They're all animals. Um... So, uh, Grakis, how have you been? And tell me, um, they say that lightning doesn't strike twice, but for you, that may, <laughs> that may not be inaccurate. Uh, uh, what's been happening? Big old thunderstorm, lightning storm. God, was it Thursday night? Wednesday night. God, yeah, I lose track of days really easily. But last week... Um, we had a big old thunderstorm, and we had a double lightning strike on the power lines near here. Not in the same spot, but on the same line. And it blew past my surge protector and proceeded to take out my three lights. Um, my camera was already dead, so that's a replacement camera. Uh, took out my UR-22, my microphone, which are now replaced. It took out the RAM in my computer. It took out the graphics card, the power supply, my printer's debt. Like, it just wiped everything. Like, just fried. Gone. Game over. Game over, man. Um, yeah. Holy fuck. Yep. So... Yeah, that, that was fun. Thankfully, uh, some friends loaned me the money to repair everything right away, so I was only down for a day. Uh, it would have been Wednesday night into Thursday morning, like Thursday early morning that that happened, because I remember I was rebuilding my system on Thursday during Critical Role. I had my phone mm. up, I was watching, and, you know, chatting along a little bit there while I was out at my 
essentially I, I set up at the dining room table because it's easiest to get into the computer. And I set that up out there. So I had my phone up, watched some Critical Role, and built a computer. Um, uh, I, I'm, letting, I'm letting you read uh, uh, Lord Wellman's comment in chat there. Hold on. I have a command in chat for this. Um, let's see. I'm just going to bop Lord Wellman real quick. <laughs> so the chat comment was, I know barbecue season is starting, but that's bad frying. Lord Wellman, magnificent as ever. Thank you. Yep. And um, my, my response, of course, is I have a channel command that is whoever uses the bop command, they roll up a newspaper and swat the target on the nose and say no. <laughs> Always a very good thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've we've had um, there's been that there's been a couple of other um, outages and issues. I think it's been happening for both of us. So we're, we won't uh, see you next week as much as we wanted to be. Um, we do have a couple of things. Uh, I think we could cut, we should follow up on from our last uh, broadcast. But before we do that, um, what have you been playing, sir? Uh, I played a bit of Long Journey Home, a press release of it. What's that? Long Journey Home is a new roguelike game, so it's essentially, I think, like Everspace or FTL, that sort of type of game. Except with this mm -hmm. one, you have top-down controls or side-scroller controls of your ship and or your lander. You mm -hmm. have to... You, you are humanity, and you take your first jump out into the stars, except it goes wrong, and you end up something like 40,000 parsecs away from home. Mm -hmm. And you have to find your way back to Earth while going and meeting a whole bunch of alien races, and trying to survive, gathering resources, keeping your ship repaired, sometimes getting into fights, uh, collecting new parts for your ship healing people that get injured, repairing down systems. So it, it, it's one of those games where it's like, oh God, oh God, I'm going to die again. Oh, I found the right resource, barely. Oh God, now this is broken. Oh God, ah, why? You know, it's, it's one of those yeah. types of games. Okay. Yeah, I've just got the trailer up. My God, it looks good if this is gameplay. Yeah, it is. Holy fuck, that's So there's, there's like conversation screens and other stuff. I, I can say what the game's about. Can't give a review yet, though, because press access. So. Understand. Um, and uh, I've seen you playing another game. I don't know if you want to talk about it, because I'm very interested in your take on it. Uh, which game would that be? Would that be Sexy Time Murder Camp? Yes. Also known as Friday the 13th. Yes. Of yep, course, this was released. by this was by Ilphonic, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Ilphonic is the ones that were behind the uh, the coding of it. Um, the game still has some issues. Uh, mm -hmm. Technically, it's not early access. It's released. They they definitely have some stuff to work on. Um, I was running into th the biggest issue they've had right now is a database error. Essentially, they okay. accounted for about thirty thousand people getting the game. It turned out to be seventy five thousand people got the game. The database ended up getting to about 50,000 entries, and then everything went to hell beyond that. Uh, 
they were trying to spin up more databases to get everyone in, but what happened was so many people were slamming it trying to get in with their cap right. that they ended up with a bunch of corrupted nodes. Okay. So now they have to go through those manually and repair them. So some people have accounts on bad nodes that are getting repaired. They've got the database up. So for most people, things are working. I still have an issue where I can't change what Jason I am or what counselor I am or my perks without the game trying to save it to the database and then going, nope. So that was supposed to be fixed today. It's not quite fixed. So I, I've i not played it. I've seen um, a, rev a gameplay review of it So uh, from uh, Jim Sterling. Uh, and his uh, wonderful Jimquisition. Um, but I kind of kind of walked away from that um, going, ooh. I mean, how does the game play? Uh, the game plays pretty well. There's, there's a little bit of glitchiness with it. Um, but overall, it's fun. It needs some tweaking here okay. and there. Some of the perks need balancing. Um they could use some stuff like when Jason, for example, he has four main abilities. Uh, he can teleport around to different locations on the map. So he brings up a map and he just picks a spot. He teleports and there's a spawn point somewhere near there. So it isn't mm -hmm. always exactly where you want to be, but it's in the region. So, so you can teleport around the map by the map. You can sense okay. the counselors. So as their fear goes up, you start being able to spot them. They glow red if you mm. use your sense, so you can track them down. Or if they're in a cabin trying to hide, cabin will glow, and then you can seek them out in there, though they can hide like in closets, under beds, and stuff. Uh, or jump through windows to get out. Jason can't go through windows, so you have to use the doors, so they have ways okay. to escape. His third one, though, and this is the one that I think they could use a tweak on, he disappears, and then he kind of like teleport zooms. So it's like a super speed thing. Where okay. you go into first person and just start zipping across the map real fast. So you can chase someone down that's sprinting away, try to get around them and grab them. It'd be cool Is if there, there was like Hill a music? smoke trail. Benny Hill music. There has been Benny Hill music used. Good. Um, um, and then his fourth, his fourth main ability, these are the activates. His fourth one is one where it's called stock. Sound around you, you start picking things up more. Like, the forest sounds and everything start getting louder, so footsteps, you'll hear them more clearly if uh, counselors are talking to each other. That's picked up at a longer distance, so you can then tell they're kind of in your radius. And also, it stops Jason's scary music, because whenever Jason's nearby, the counselors, counselors mm. can tell he's nearby because there's this creepy music. However, when he's in stock mode, the music doesn't play. So he can stand, like, in a cabin where there's something mm -hmm. important, hit stock, and they might come into the cabin not knowing he's just waiting right around the corner to grab them. Well, that's nice. Safe. That's so, nice. Th there, there could be some fun moments in there. That, And then uh, as the game goes on, he gets rage eventually. So basically Jason gets to a point where he's like, all right, screw this. Time for everyone to die. So if they start like locking and sealing doors, Jason goes, mm -hmm. nah, I don't care about doors anymore, and just smashes through it. So, now, the thing that I saw, have you seen any bugs with the car? Uh, There's a car, so do you want to explain some of the car mechanism? Okay, there are multiple ways to escape. One of them is the car. You have to fix the car with three parts. You need uh, fuel, you need mm -hmm. a battery, and then you need the car keys. Yeah. And after that, someone with the car keys hops in, turns it on, 
and then everyone else can pile in either it's a two seater or four seater you you pile in up to those seats and then you try to drive out of the camp is one of the ways to escape uh, mm -hmm. bugs with it there's only one that i've seen where occasionally jason has an issue stopping the car if it's backing up getting behind it and then smashing it to stop that seems to be uh -huh. fixed now though it seemed to be an error when there was high pings and the database oh interesting because because yeah because i was seeing it as being smashed from the front and it just keeps repeating like there's a t there was some kind of glitch or or, or system where uh the jason uh, because because it because they have to restart the car and it takes time, it allows for another slam from Jason to keep them in a perpetual loop. Or at least that's what it looked like. Yeah, you can keep stopping the car like that. That that is the oh, thing. Okay. So if they're try if they're trying to restart the car, you can smash it and stop it again. What you have to do is you have to get out and just try and run. So you have okay. to, someone has to stun him, lead him away. If you just keep trying to restart the car, with no, 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 no. This is because the video I've seen is people beating the shit out of him, and by the time they get in the car and the car starts, the uh, Jason was able to slam again. That's like, because they oh. didn't have a very long stun. Those are some of the perks mm. you can get. You can increase oh, the length okay. of the stun. Uh, if you play it smart, you can use the car as a distraction for other people to like find the the fuse for the phone. This is another okay. escape mechanism. Fuse for the phone. You go to the phone box, you repair it. If you screw up your repair, Jason hears us an alert that the repair was screwed up. So you want people oh. with high repair skills. All the counselors have different skills. Uh, so you, you want to repair the phone, then you go inside, you call the cops, and then they yeah. show up in a few minutes, and you can run out of the camp wherever they, whichever exit they show up at. So if Jason's camping the car other people can be doing things to set up the escape okay that makes sense so, so a question go on. yeah that, that's not a bug that's that's a mechanic okay. of the game you use it as okay. a distraction if he's camping it then let other counselors do stuff so a question for you how does this feel compared to dead by daylight i like it way better than dead by daylight dead by really? daylight yeah because you fucking love dead by daylight i love dead by daylight but um this was the game, like, I always thought when Dead by Daylight came out, I'm like, I wish they had a Friday the 13th. Oh, they're making one. Um, I, I I really wanted a proper horror-type game. Dead by Daylight's okay, but it's not it, it's not quite there to the 80s classic horror movie situation. It plays off of it a little bit. It's okay. Um, but the, there okay. was some stuff with that, like, the endless looping where people could get away on certain window hops in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Oh, in God, an endless yes. loop and you can never catch them. I've, I remember watching you do a lot of uh, non-fun Benny Hill. Yeah. So th there was... Th they had issues with that game. Uh, also, the mechanics in it are okay, but in this one, you have a lot more in the ways to fight back. It's, it's a lot more than just hide in the grass and wait and try and not get spotted. It's There, there are moments of that, but there's also moments of, all right, I'm going to be the hero now. The rest of you run, and then you just try to go after Jason as this tiny little thing compared to him. Like, hit him with a wrench. Usually you end up getting grabbed and then, like, your eyes gouged out or something. But there are heroic moments of, I've got this, the rest of you go! So, there, there, are, there are some really... There, it, the biggest thing though mics mm -hmm. 
Friday the 13th has built-in VoIP. So nice. you can talk to each other. It's proximity, so you either have to be near each other, or you have to have a walkie-talkie, and you can talk to other people with walkie-talkies across camp. Please. Jason also can come on the mics. This allows for a breadth of content. Oh my god. Oh my god, yes. I can just imagine Jason reading them a bedtime story. Uh, I've seen so many different amazing things done with Jason. People really liked me doing the Brock thing. They, they, they seriously, like all the players I ran into, thought it was fucking hilarious and amazing. Because <laughs> he, he's this incompetent, clumsy maintenance man. And usually I won't kill campers right away until they start attacking me. Uh -huh. So... Once they attack me, I go on this, oh my god, all of these people here are murderers, I need to save the camp! So Brock's actually the hero in his own mind. So, uh, Tucker and Dale. Kind of. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, so, that makes me more... See, I kind of came off with a very bad impression from watching um, uh, 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 Jim Sterling's Let's Play. Uh, and he, it was from him who he was like... Uh, he, you know, Friday, Aliens and Friday the Thirteenth are his films, his 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 milieu. Um, and then uh, the disappointment he had in in the game was actually palpable. But it sounds like a completely different experience for yourself. Oh God, yeah, I, I've been playing it nonstop and have a ton of fun with it. It depends on who you run into, who you're playing with. That is a lot of the experience is the community that you end up with, and. Mm. If you can get into some really good private matches, things can be hilarious. Uh, Baru, one of the Twitch streamers out there, put up a clip where during, I think it was, no, it was Fairlight. I'm sorry, this was the Fairlight okay. clip. Uh, he ran into someone where I think Burke was one of the two, but essentially two of the counselors were pretending to be setting up a D&D &D game. And he came across them in a cabin and they didn't believe Jason was real. So he uh -huh. had to convince them that Jason was actually, like, a dragon and that they needed to grab the magical enchanted cloak and power swords, and like, swords of plus two uh, dragon slaying or, or lich. He called them a lich. Lich slaying. Like, they RP'd out this whole thing. It was oh my just God. beyond hilarious. Oh my I, I've God. seen DJ skipping through the woods as Jason doing the Mr. Rogers song, singing that at people. Uh, and by far the thing that gets stuck in my head time and time again, so much so that occasionally I do the voice without thinking about it, is Bike Man and his Tommy Jarvis. Who's I Tommy Jarvis? Tommy Jarvis is a character from the Friday the 13th movies. I've not, He's you know, sort of a hero. He comes into the game after people die. Someone becomes him if you call him in. And he's sort of like this hero character. Mm -hmm. And his his voice, I am in tears laughing every time he plays Tommy Jarvis. It is just ridiculous. It is a fan favorite. And it's just... I, I can get kind of close on the voice. Tommy Jarvis! Jason! I'm here to defeat you! Oh Ooh, my god. Tweaks. I'm going to and make a confession. I slip into that. I, I can't not. It's... So this is the it's, content that can come from that game, which is why I'm kind of obsessed with it. Okay, I'm going to have to check this out. Uh, and I'm going to have to give you a confession. I have never seen a single Friday the 13th. <coughs> Must watch. 
They are outdated as all get out now, but they are a classic of 80s horror. I really need to. Uh, my God, I'm, I'm I'm so amazed. I'm just thinking about it because I've seen so many things. Um, but uh, I've 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 <laughs> yeah, Tom Neverwinter. How how do you never watch those? What can I say? It's just the kind of I, I you know thing. I I just it just passed me by. Uh, thank you, GoTo. GoTo hasn't either. Um, uh, uh, I now I remember uh, Halloween Five. Silver Shamrock. Brilliant. Oh, that was so good. I learned I learned a lot about um, uh, pumpkins. I was going to say other things, but I'll skip from that. Um, we 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 should probably talk Star Citizen after all. I was um, I, I was going to say it's like I think I went on a long enough tangent about the. Uh, I think you did. I think you did. But it was Friday it was 13, good. But I'm 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 obsessed with that game right now and having so much fun with it that it's like to me I just want to play that, relax, have people watch if they want to. If you want to get the game, I will totally play this game with people. Uh, I'm probably awesome. going to be playing this a lot. It's probably going to become a staple <laughs> of the stream. Oh wow, that's that's a big bold statement. Wow, so it is that good to you? Yeah. For you, okay. Um, so let's let's we're going to um, do a bit of a ready reckoner and kind of uh, go around uh, uh, a few of the star citizen bits and bobs. Um, Last time we were doing this, we talked about um, uh, issues and concerns with um, Star CIG CCU um, approach, but more in relation to um, how they described it in, in terms of a balancing approach. Yep. Now, as soon as we basically had our recording, uh, the next day, bang, uh, a statement came out. Um, which basically, I mean, I'll leave it to you, Grackies, to kind of cover off. So the statement comes out and talked about the CCU issue is primarily with a very, very, very small subset of people holding essentially out of the 1.1 million of the $0 CCUs, it's like a minute fraction, far less than 1% of the community have most of those 1.05 million CCUs. Meaning there's a few people out there that are super stockpiling these things. Mm. So that, that's part of it, and they recognize that, and not everyone should be punished for that. Uh, the other part was they clarified balancing, which was the big thing I talked about. And what they said was, if they, they need to start drilling down into what ships people have so they can direct resources in order to put that towards game content i.e. if a ton of people have carracks, they need to put mm. more exploration stuff out there initially. If a ton of people have cutlasses or uh, Avengers or something, then they need to put more work into missions and bounty hunting. Like, it, seeing what ships people have can help them set up their, their resources to put the content in that more people are going to be focusing on initially so you can... Still, you'll still have a bit of everything, but you're going to have more in the areas where more people have ships to actually go do that. Eventually, mm. it'll be fleshed out and there'll be tons of everything to do, but 
development time and designer time is a limited resource. So you have to focus it somewhere first. And that's good data do. And that's actually one of the things I said. If that's what they meant by balancing, that's perfect. Just clarify that. And what did they do a day after? They clarified exactly the thing I was talking about. So I, I'm going to say that was all me. That was... <laughs> well, I see Modesty uh, paid you a visit twice. American Modesty. Um, American Modesty. It's, 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 it's uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, so, ba so basically, that was a big clarification around the CCU. Um, now, following on from that, we've got a couple of things we want to talk about. We also have docking as a thing. Uh, but before we go there, uh, the Eclipse uh, went on for sale. Now, I don't know about you, I was kind of interested in the Eclipse, and then I passed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, I'll get one in game probably because it's a bomber and I like the idea of those. I think they'll yeah. work really well in a wing with some retaliators. Like, yes. send the Eclipse in on the other side as a stealth bomber. So have the retaliators dump, like, their loads of torpedoes in while the Eclipses are waiting. And while those torpedoes are coming in and they flip the shields over to... Mm -hmm you know, counteract the retaliators throwing the big payload, all of a sudden you've got eclipses popping up out of nowhere and just in towards the weak side. Uh -oh. uh, yeah. Okay, that makes perfect sense. The small the small sharp dagger into the side of the Roman Emperor. Yep. Um that that actually feels like it would have a positive use. Uh for yeah, me it use. was for me it was when I when I see when I fly um in, in Star Citizen, I typically fly to not get hurt, believing that uh, ultimate success is eventually having a combat where you emerge unscathed and you can continue to do so. So for me, it's an awful lot of kind of combat without even firing, um, purely so I can kind of build up the muscle the memory of... Exactly. Um, but when it comes down to the Eclipse, the the fact is that it is such a role-specific uh, ship with uh, two fixed, um, uh, was it size ones? Um, uh, basically, an Aurora would outgun it. Um, yep. and, and by that extension, I'm pretty certain an Aurora would also uh, be more solid uh, <laughs> based on tradition. Um, means it's that it's role, a though. yeah it's a ship i would have an interest in flying but it doesn't feel like a ship i would survive in uh you so, could because it, you just remained hidden so you survive by mm -hmm. not being seen it's it, it's stealth it's like top tier stealth essentially it's meant to yeah. not be seen deliver a payload and then get out yeah. Um, so from from that, it was kind of like I it just doesn't fit with anything I've currently got in terms of how I'd like to experience um, uh, the game. Uh, Lord Wellman actually says I'm still waiting for a stealth explorer. Did your space also have stuff to find after all? Hey. Here's the mm. thing with the stealth explorer: if you're exploring, you're scanning. If you're scanning you're a bright signal of, hey, I'm broadcasting. Uh, in order to mm. explore, 
you have to have a bunch of equipment that's giving off an EM signature in order to read anything during the exploration. So stealth exploring would be tough. What you would have to do is send an explorer to do an initial mapping and then bring a stealth ship in behind to go scout. So what you want is an explorer and then a scout ship. A stealth scout ship could be good, which, I mean, a properly set up 300 maybe could fit that role at some point. Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I was thinking see... about the... Go on. Oh, I was going to say the 315 maybe, if it's outfitted a certain way. Mm. Um, I was kind of imagining what the Terrapin would be like in that, in terms of you could have something which is... Uh, pinging and scanning but it could be narrowband feeding back to another ship and that ship could have the stealth aspect but uh we'll see um but yeah so the by the time that i think by the time we probably finish this recording um the eclipse will have finished its sale um and it's it's done quite well for them i think about one and a half million damn something like that yeah um uh so uh in terms of uh, sorry my mind is absolutely broken i'm gonna be editing this like fuck um my apologies uh so one other thing that also kind of came out um in this last kind of week or so before we talk about atv we also had um some docking collar fun um so i believe it was cig's matt sherman was um having uh uh, chat in Spectrum about docking collars, and it kind of set a few people's uh, worryometers up on high. Even mine. Um, even yours. Yep. Um, how would you How would you describe what has been going on? All right. So basically, what happened was there was some chatter in Spectrum with Sherman about ship to ship docking. Is essentially what it was. Mm -hmm. And things like the Cutlass were initially supposed to have ship docking so they could breach into a ship and take their cargo back to their ship pretty easily. Uh, yeah. Also, same size ship-to-ship -ship docking for, like, transferring stuff for people. That That's always been talked about. However, when he went in there, he's like, uh, what it boiled down to, and this is very much paraphrasing, is we'll look at it again eventually, but that's not a thing. We're going to have docking with, like, static stations and you can dock yeah. inside a larger ship by landing in it but or you're and that was it it left questions around like wait a second the merlin's supposed to dock with like the constellation yeah. and the caterpillar is supposed to have a piece that comes off in its command module and how is the soul still to going to like yeah. how's that going to work that's docking and the docking collar on the cutlass you that's that was sold with a docking collar like listed for it so yeah what what the hell's going on here what why don't we have ship to ship docking yeah. now where they like lock the docking ports that that yeah. was something that they even actually in uh, i can't remember if it's a 10-4 or an atv or something talked about maybe it was a like one of the friday shows but they talked about like the way cutlasses are or not cutlasses uh caterpillars we call are. them oh Oh yes, you yes. You could link up like four of them and stack oh, them in a they, way. Yeah, they did that. Um, so I actually have the uh, comment. It goes regarding the cutlass, the combat docking. It wasn't ruling all forms of docking out. Just that what docking will be in game is going to have more constraints slash guidelines to it. We want you to roll a larger ship up to a space station and be able to dock. 
it's going to be more in the realm of you will dock to an effectively stationary object. You won't be docking against something that could suddenly have movement capability. Uh, to go on, you wouldn't be docking two ships of comparable size um, uh, for, for uh, stationary reasons of those things. It won't prevent the ability for a smaller ship to land inside a larger ship, i.e. Idris, etc. But you won't be chaining two caterpillars together through docking collars. And then they talk about pure transfer and various other things. Uh, continues on. Again, there will be long-term plans for letting a ship dock to a stationary location, like a space station. So the docking collars will be used on ships, just not for matched-sized matched ship-to-ship docking. Um, uh, continues on, and then there's another comment that uh, <coughs> was added as a follow-up. Um, Hi all, let me clarify the plan for docking a bit. We will have limited ship-to-ship -ship docking in the 3132 timeframe. The Caterpillar's command deck can separate from the body, and the Merlin will dock with the constellation. Right now we're perfecting ship-in-ship -ship with a rover in the constellation. Once we have that foundation, we'll need to develop an optional AI assist that will dock in alignment maneuvers, then talks about local physics grids. Um, so uh, ongoing, just general kind of conversation there. Um, saying there that was we are going to get- There was afterwards on that as well. Oh, which one did I, what did I miss? The docking collar eventually thing. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, I can't see that. Oh yeah, talking about the extendable docking tube that connects two ships could be a piece of equipment we offer in the future, but it's not currently a priority over other core features. Yeah. So that, makes sense. that, that was a big clarification, was the mm. docking tube, which is what was supposed, the docking port was supposed to be there for the Cutlass. Uh, that should be not an optional piece of equipment, that should just come with it, because it was sold with it, so you should just get that optional piece just given to you when it's available and ready. It was sold with it. If you have a cutlass, you should just get it. Actually, it was sold with it, but not all cutlasses were sold with it. The black. No, not even the black. I thought the if black I was remember, with it. It wasn't the blue uh, or the red. No, no. The, so, so, so the black had it. However, the um, that special docking collar thing um, uh, was actually offered, um, I believe, through the Kickstarter, not okay. through. So post that, or, or at some point, I early think. Early on, maybe. Yeah, early on it had that, and then at some point that disappeared. So um, it may be just, a, you know, a historical, they didn't want everyone to have it, just for uniqueness, versus, oh, we probably have a problem here, but let's kind of see where we go. Well, Don't once know. it's available, it give it to the people that together. had it yeah. there. And Like with me, yeah. I get my stun baton and cuffs and stuff with the blue, but not everyone got that. I was going to make a comment about how you should have got that by now because I'm pretty certain I ordered it from Amazon a week ago. <laughs> um, but also, oh, so the stun baton and various things from the blue weren't universal nope. as well either. Nope, that was a temporary oh. extra add-on to the blue. Oh, interesting. Because, oh, I need to see because I think I've got a stun baton in one of my accessory things. Yeah, I have there, to were, just, I have to, yeah. there were extra add-ons to the blue. Like the pistol uh -huh. was there for the... Uh, the Super Hornet for only a short time as well. Not all the Super mm -hmm. Hornets have like the extra military pistol and so on that you're supposed to get. Yeah, I mean, okay, but how many people here have an environment coat waiting for them? Me? We are going to look so unique. I'm not even going to wear it. Or I'm going to dye it pink. 
Oh, if you can die at pink. Well, talking of dying, let's go to ATV. Did you see all the guns? I did see all the guns with all the different possible, like, skins, essentially. Yeah, so um, lots of lovely little bits and bobs in this week's ATV. Uh, I was just jumped in at um, the modifications and, uh, and decals they were doing for, uh, looks like pretty much every weapon. Um, they they just had like a scrolling screen of uh, of different designs that they were yep. testing. Well, we um, don't know how it's going to work eventually. Is you're going to have your awesome gun, but mm -hmm. you, and then you're going to find uh, find a box for a skin somewhere out in the verse. But then you're going to have to pay two dollars and fifty cents to unlock the box to see what skin you got. Oh, you go fuck yourself. You take that back. <laughs> uh, I, come just... on. It's skins. I had to go with the CSGO reference there. Oh, don't get me. Mm. That will, ne that will, I'm ahead of me. That will never happen. Never happen. Um, <laughs> but you are, you, you did actually remind me of, um, have you ever heard of Rainbow? Uh, it's a children's show in the UK no. uh, where there's uh, Zippy, there's George and Bungle and <laughs> puppets kind of thing. And um, there's a Christmas special that they did uh, for just for in t inside um, uh, the, the, the TV studio for the TV channel. And it has two of them, uh, two puppets peeling a banana and counting one skin. Two skin, <laughs> three skin, for all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! So yes, uh, um, yes. Parazane says Bungle Graki is confirmed. Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! Yes. Into chat. Um, so yes. So there are uh, potentially skins for guns. Now, what's kind of interesting for me, I, there's been some people talking about that. Is that a good or a bad thing? And for me, it's a case of as much as I find skins a bit odd, you can get skins on modern weaponry now anyhow. Um, and yes, you can get skins for GTA Five weapons. And have you seen the colors of the Borderlands weapons? Um, so many skins. So many skins. Um, so I'm kind of okay with with it. Players are obsessed um, with skins. I mean, it, I don't know what it is about us and needing like different skins for things, whether it be Overwatch characters or people with their CS:GO skins, or in any game like that, we have to have them. It's like, oh my god, look at that! So I would like Star Citizen to at least add super rare skins in the first, like something you can only find on like one Banu Merchantman ship somewhere. So that yeah. like, jumps around randomly. So you have to find this trader to get this specific color pattern that only he came up with, like his mm -hmm. specific special brand, like rare stuff hidden throughout the verse. So you can be like, mm -hmm. yeah, I found that cool guy. So you can show it off on your weapons and things. That would be fucking nice. Uh, just for the little humble brag. But equally speaking, that's what a lot of the clothing things are meant to kind of carry forth as well. That uh, if you really wanted X, Y, Z, you'd have to go to various places. Now, that as an intimation always makes me wonder, um, when you have things like this as a potential, uh, uh, um, I'll call it engagement unlock, 
um, that implies that it'll be harder to get. But what does making it harder to get mean? It, it's like a badge of pride for having done it, basically. It's so a, it's a player point of honor, essentially. That, that's all it is. Making something hard to achieve. It's a just. It's oh no 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 no! Oh yeah no! I'm 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 totally on board with that. I'm actually thinking more about the how is it made hard. There's a lot. Like of if I fly to, that. if I if I fly to, a, I mean like if I fly to a, a derelict that somebody has turned into a stall on a on a planet, I can understand how that is hard. But if I fly to a planet, then it's the case of well, isn't there a route to that planet already? So how hard was that? depends like did you have to go collect a bunch of stuff for this guy first out and like he wanted a bunch of rare items from these worlds where there isn't a landing zone on this mountain and your your rover can't even get up it all the way so you have to get out on foot and traverse this area with some nasty sort of like creatures out there on foot to get gather this specific plant and then go to this world and get this specific thing, like, in areas that aren't mm. easy to get to, in order to go back to that guy, he's like, alright, I'm good with you, our reputation's good now, yeah, uh, I'll show off that, uh, my reputation's good with you by painting up your armor in, in my special way, you can wear my brand now, and, uh, here's, okay. here's some more missions and stuff, so, you can make it hard by making players step through certain things in areas that aren't just okay, fly there, fly down, mm. hop out right away, grab the one thing, hop back in, fly... No, you have to make them do stuff and have challenges along the way. Bad environment, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nasty creatures, uh, hard-to-get-to routes so that you have to take multiple, like, certain jumps to get to it through possibly hostile space. Like, there are, are, are a lot of twists and turns they can do in such an open environment to add a difficulty level. There are endless things they can do to add difficulty mm. levels while making it feel satisfying that's kind of interesting because i'm kind of viewing that from uh how that would fit within the mission system uh with the entire notion that uh uh you know if they've got missions well these in general these are, are, are complex um I was imagining that it would be kind of like a, a free wheel. I'm going to use this term totally inaccurate, but bear with me. A kind of like a freewheeling thing where it's always a kind of like a, an ongoing system. But with these, these are like little reward nodes um, um, that yeah. you kind of get. The mission system can be built up two ways with the system they're building out. One is that you can have the randomly generated missions, which are pretty similar for cash and our events throughout the verse that are basically, they could be economy based. They mm -hmm. can be situational based that flood off of the subsumption system. But with the rare stuff, if you want to have little achievables in there, those are what are in an MMO situation uh, termed would be a theme park mission a theme park mission is more of a static situation or a uh, hero location that possibly is movable in Star Citizen because they can have movable locations with certain ships mm -hmm. and what the theme park is referred to it's called a theme park because going there is a big event it's not the same as all of the rest of the spots on the verse uh 
going to Terra in its main city, that's a theme park city as a, as compared to, say, just a generic city that's going to be laid on several outer worlds. So that's a theme park city. It's, it's custom crafted a bit more. It's got its own theme to it. It's got its own special things to see. You can do that with missions, too, mm. where the person has specific mission requirements. And inside the mission system, they've already got all the stuff set up. They just need to build a mission that says, all right, for this first mission, you need A, B, C, D, and E to complete the mission. It's, it's a simple mission inside the system. You just need these five items. But mm -hmm. getting them and stepping through, like, the mountains of some planet in the nasty barren desert fighting a worm in another and, you know, deep in the waters of this this world with acidic rain and like you can do that with all these nasty creatures and these little things thrown in so that when you get to these places it isn't just a long slog of get there drive pick the thing up drive back it's get there mm -hmm. okay this is tough okay i have to get here oh crap i can't traverse it that way i've got to go on foot oh crap there are these nasty things so with each step of it your your adrenaline's rising because you don't know if you're going to die and get bounced because when you die, yeah. your ship's still there. You're in mm -hmm. a hospital somewhere else, or you're dead dead. That'll so be fun. It, as your adrenaline goes up, the satisfaction of completing it gets higher. So you need to hit people in these theme park moments with bursts of adrenaline rush. You, you have to give them bursts of excitement throughout it. So you hit them with all these things. And then as the mission progresses, you could even add sub-events in there. Like, people find out you're collecting these rare items. Now people want to find you and jump you. Because they want it. They don't want to have to go through the hard stuff. They want to get it for themselves. So the, now they're trying to jump you and take your hard-earned things. So now you're, you're like, oh, shit, I got to look over my shoulder. People are chasing me down. I, I need you this. You sound like a Twitch streamer. How so? Well, the when you uh, play live, don't get camped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get stream sniped. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just that's part of the core of game design is is giving those bursts of adrenaline. You don't want adrenaline constant because then people just expect it and you can't ever have a lull or a break. And yeah. lulls and breaks then are very just jarring and pull out and, and pull you out of the game too much. But if you give them a burst of a, a moment of adrenaline, those moments of, oh shit, or oh my god, or oh wow, those oh moments, you want to hit them with those at spots throughout something like those yeah those theme parky things so you'll you'll have all your missions so people can earn cash and do things so throw some theme think, parks out there i think i think with that let's take a, a moment um to remember eli from half-life 2 i don't remember eli i won't spoil it for you but there is a bunch of people right now who are going fuck yes with me well i played uh, half-life 2 it's just so long ago i don't remember it <laughs> um, so uh, going through ATV there was some really beyond sexy things happening um, so it was a Frankfurt uh, update this, this time around um, and so uh, Brian Chambers was, was up in front um, uh, talking about um, what they've been working on so they've been working on AI they're, they're, they're getting into a sprint there 
for human combat uh, to improve the combat work done, um, to bring up to uh, uh, final quality, yep. which is kind of nice. I quite like that because once they've got that mastered, that'll be something I think that should be, you know, that will then start to roll out across the whole of the, uh, the game. Uh, and I use that in both games. Um, we also had, uh, and this is the thing they've mentioned a couple of times, and we've seen a little bit of a video of um, all of those months back, um, about air traffic control. Um, uh, so they've been working on, on the air traffic control system, which will basically be uh, an en masse way of making sure that we don't land on each other. Or yep. we are given all the opportunities not to land on each other. I think yeah. that's probably the better way of saying it. You try to land on each other without calling air traffic control, and they tend to blow you out of the sky because you might be hostile. Do you think we're going to have a weapons-free air traffic control? Eventually. I don't think well, we'll always quite... have our mistress zones. I think eventually it'll be... No, I mean, I, mean, I, know, I mean air traffic control actually going, new, 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 boom. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Is they'll get rid of the All armistice right. zone, and eventually it'll you'll be able to do something like that. But then you're going to have the turrets of the station that just go and aim at you, and it's like, ha, uh oh, that's going to be nice. Um, we also had Dark Side of the Moon. As I wish to be honest, I'm amazed they didn't go with that for a title for this week's ATV. Oh, that uh, would have been a great title. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in the realms of being accurate, they've, um, they came across a slight issue, which is that when you have, um, like a light source for sake of argument, let's call it the sun, um, and it shines and it shines down on planets, um, it doesn't shine on an entire planet all at once, unless that planet is very, very, very tiny. Um, even then, it and, can't get all of and it. Then there would always then, be a spot. Yeah, even then, there would still be a tiny, tiny dark hole. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they went, fuck, how do people see? So they've actually been uh, working on an atmosphere layer which will uh, brighten this dark side um, just enough so that you can start to kind of discern and make things out. Um and we saw some of that tech, and it looked fantastic to see something with such a nice, lovely, you know, blue ring to it. Um, and it was like, yeah, that's just a perfect example of we've we've built built as it would be, and oh fuck, half the planet is gone. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they. I'm glad they did that because in reality, we wouldn't be able to see anything. In reality, yeah. it would just be dark. Like, if you're far enough out from the star and it's on the dark side, it's just pitch black, pretty much. You'd be, you'd be amazed at what we can actually adjust to um, uh, in terms of our sense, senses. Um, like, we can see light, like a, like a candlelight from about uh, 10 miles away, 10 kilometers away. Um, but the only problem is that we are so sensory bombarded by everything else. If you actually see that light, you have to have complete darkness. And 
and and and so forth. Um, so if you're walking around in your enviro suit and you've got a light on, or you fire up a torch, or your car's headlights are in the in the back, that's it. It's it's fucked. Yeah, it it takes um, a while to adjust vision to that degree. Mm. It, it takes time, and if you were just flying, you know, down to a moon, you you likely had a bunch of lights in your face, so the adjustment period would make it just pitch black. So players wouldn't want to have to stand there for ten minutes while their character adjusted, which would be mm -hmm. several hours in game, sort of thing. Um, so they made a gameplay decision. This is one of those things yeah. in the game where it's it isn't totally realistic, but I'm okay with that because there's that you know rule of cool. There's the fun factor. You you always have to make sure that fun is one of the priorities. So that extra little bit of hey, I can actually kind of see in the dark. That that's useful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and also, so they talked about some of the engineering work they were doing. So they've started work on a new IO scheduler. Um, yes. Now, uh, for the uninitiated, uh, what would what would the IO scheduler do? Basically, it makes it so that the information goes through your CPU and GPU better. Uh, it depends on what you're using the IO scheduler for, but it's input output. So. It, it makes it so you use, you know, multiple cores more efficiently, or you use your GPU more efficiently, and the information's flowing through more efficiently, which lets them put through more data while taking up less of your system, so that, you know, it's efficient mm -hmm. and, uh, what's the word? Optimized. <laughs> Optimized. Um, okay. Uh, so, but also, yeah, so, uh, well, sorry, one second, I'm having somebody as I am in me quite a lot, so I apologize for that. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah, um, where am I? Where am I? Okay, I'm broken. Uh, we also saw, um, uh, some Levski. Yeah. Sorry. Apologies, Sorry. everybody. Do, right. Do I have to get a technical difficulty screen? I, I can put one. No, on. no, we're okay. Um, uh, somebody is just uh, knows that we're I'm recording and is sending me a lot of messages. Um. Okay, so uh, where are we? Yeah, so you know, Levski's been getting some details, um, and th uh, the impression I'm getting is that it's now fucking huge, um, and they've done nothing to dissuade me of that notion, um, which is a bit of a thing. Uh, I'm kind of wondering how big it's going to be. Um, I think that's partly because they've looked at that from uh, how do you get people in and out process. They've, um, as far as I can tell, they'll have widened that uh, kind of mechanism, made it larger. Yep. They've also got ability for you to drive in. Yes, so you can park on the outskirts or somewhere else and then take your rover. Holy fuckballs. Um, and uh, there's also kind of, they've been doing work on all the moons. And quite frankly, that's where my jaw dropped this week. 
when we saw the um, the before and after sweeps yeah. of the moons. Holy fuck! Damar looks so good. Oh my god! I I mean, just the level of detail. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gone from I I was kind of like okay I can settle for the previous kind of things because I knew they were moons and I knew that they wouldn't have an awful lot um, of uh, like I don't want to call it the variance or like a look and feel because it's a, because these are moons mm-hmm. um, but what we've seen um, time and again is that they've managed to build variance into the, what the moon is, what a moon is and how a moon presents itself and now a moon they... can be pretty complex though I mean. yes Endor well, yes, you call yeah, Endor. God damn you with your Endor. That's the that's the that's the moon example that destroys all other moon examples. Um but just kind of seeing the the rocks and the debris and the granularity and uh the dust of of the of the surface of the moon as high res as that, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, and then um, uh, one of Sandy's um, clips showing, uh, pers- uh, 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 yeah, oh yes, yes, you, look at, you go. Yep. Do you want to describe? Oh, okay. So Sandy put it. I think it was on her Twitter. Uh, she put out a clip of something that QA found when they were testing Planetside, which was a very, very long drop. The QA person was walking up to the edge, just checking the the Planetside stuff. And walks up and holy crap, cliff from hell. Like you look out and you go, Oh, that's a sheer drop. Even in the little Twitter clip, it like made my stomach lurch a little bit looking at it because of the way the detail is set up. It is a vista, it is a drop, it is a cliff. It mm-hmm, gave mm-hmm, me that, mm-hmm. that very uh, visceral that's the word I'm trying to think of a visceral feel of actually being there for a moment, the way it was set up. And it was like, Ha! Oh, that's it. Okay, when my stomach does that, yep, they did it right. Yes, when it when it makes your stomach turn, it means that they've got it right. Um, and they've been doing various other things, like they've um, uh, progressed the patcher. Um, uh, so this is the new patcher that will make uh, downloading a much easier thing to do. Um, instead of having like 30 gigs, will only uh, do the difference. Now, I don't know when that will come out. I'm going to say post 3.0 because that is, uh, you know, such a such a big thing. I wouldn't, if it was me, I'd be a bit hesitant to, even if it was, say, ready to kind of put it out with 3.0. It would probably be its own independent release, mm. I would imagine. But um, what else did you see from ATV? I'm trying to remember what did this ATV have? Because the the moons stood out and the AI stuff stood out. What we had the Vandal there? attack. That's that was this ATV. Crap! I keep forgetting that was this ATV. It it seems like it was its own thing. But yeah, yeah the, the Alasar yeah. kingship Vandal attack. Like briefly, you just see. As the the two jump points open up and two kingships show up it, it, out yeah. there, and the platform just goes explodes. It's like ha, oh, oh. we're fucked. Um, uh, but that was also uh, being used to show off um, their display tech that they've now got working. 
That's right. It was they. They put up the. Uh, they can do system alerts, the warnings mm. and stuff. And oh, that's right. I made a. Yes. I, I made a comment to myself about that when I saw those. How they can how they can do system wide broadcasts or uh, essentially galaxy wide, so they can do a local or they can do it across all the systems if there's an alert. No, what I'm talking about is beyond that. Is the fact that they previously had. Um, like a uh, like a drone, which mm. had acted as a camera, which uh, captured uh, one of the players uh, dancing, and then projected it onto a screen. Yeah, the the in-game cam uh, picture and picture stuff. Yeah, um, which I understood was quite a tricky thing, but they've but they've got that, and they have now the ability to uh, show content on these screens that isn't automatically rendered. Yep, so you can There's put a, news broadcasts out, basically. Ka-ching! And we have news fans. Mm-hmm. So that is, you know, all the pieces coming together. Yep. Where we, where we can go, Hi, I'm uh, Brock Johnson. Uh, going uh, with, with with News Channel Five. Yeah. Brock Johnson coming to you live. News Channel Five Crusader News. Yes, and and uh, uh, if that ever happens, I'm going to be doing special interest stories about lost alien cats and uh, various things. I, I want to do stories asking with uh, with new medical technology is lead now good for your children. <laughs> oh oh god that's horrific i like it yes um <laughs> stuff like that oh, that was <laughs> so good um but i was i was thinking more on the alerts mm -hmm. <laughs> eventually i really hope to get to the point where systems will broadcast an alert that grockies is in the system because of hug so beware whenever I'm in oh a system God. point, a warning goes out. Warning, Grockies has been sighted in the system. Please beware hugs. Oh my God. I want hug that, warnings. <laughs> that, that would be perfect yet wrong. And yes, has to happen. I, even, even if it means that we have an app that tells us um, when you're in this sector and the Moby Glass will flash. Yeah, so, like, if I end up in a UEE sector and get scanned, it's like, uh-oh! Well, no, I think, to be honest, if you're, get, if you're marked as a person of interest by people, maybe it will automatically ping. And so... Hug, system. Yes. Warning. <laughs> so, um, a question I was going to ask you, actually, because uh, we're just going to talk, I think, about um, the, the schedule after this. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, this is actually a two-parter, and I'm going to ask you the first part first, because, you know, that's how sequencing works. Um, well, you can if, sequence out of order. Shut up. Um, so, 3.0 comes out, okay? Mm -hmm. Of all the ships that you have and that are available through 3.0, mm -hmm. what ship are you going to land on the moon with first? Constellation, because a rover can come with it. Okay. Now, out of 
all the ships, including the ones yet to be built, what ship would you like to have landed on first with? Endeavor. Please tell me that this is the Endeavor without the Collider Circle. Oh no, with it. Oh, you fucker. That's gonna cost thousands to fix. (laughs) (laughs) I will figure out a way to land that whole thing on a planet. I just don't guarantee it'll be able to take off again. Um, you're a bad man. You're a bad man. Um, uh, for me, it would have been, um, I think the, uh, I, uh, I'm going to land on the start with the Starfarer. Um, because then that will have all the dragonflies, all the rovers and everything inside it. I don't have one of those. Uh, and uh, what I would like genuinely to land on with is the Terrapin. Ah, oh, the, the turtle terrapin. ship. The turtle ship. That ship has, has, has wheedled its way into my heart. It's, it does have character to it. It is really nice. It has a, it, it has a lot of character. F- in fact, you know how it's like, I'm, I, I'm sure you're like me in that you've kind of gone, well, what would be, we, we, we can safely say we each have more than one ship. Um, um, and yeah, the, we can safely say that. We can safely say that. And the thing for me is, well, what would be my first ship? Well, what's the ship I would like to explore and do things in game with? So you can go with hulls, you can, you know, for cargo, you can go passenger, you can go fuel, you can go warship, you can go scout, you can do all these kind of things. And I'm, I'm going. Terrapin. Terry, Terry the Terrapin. Terry the um, Terrapin. Terry the Terrapin. And, Terry and know, Terrapin. It, it's not as if the Terrapin can do much apart from uh, be like, um, you know, uh, the Herald's um, more innocent cousin. Um, the Terrapin has a lot of armor on it, though, doesn't it? It's, 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 a, it's an armored beastie. Um, I know what I'll use terrapins for. I'm so trying not to say butt plug. Um, (laughs) So, so what would you use a terrapin for? Uh, If it has it's super heavy armor to it, just have a layer of terrapins surrounding any big capital ship you finally get your hands on. So it'll be kind of like Ender's Game. You just use the terrapins as a shield. You're a bad person. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, for me, it's like, yeah, Terry the Terrapin um, may very well be um my my sh- my first ship in game that I play with proper um just because it's got a certain level of versatility and it's also um an I view it as an information broker ship but just not one that's high speed because uh you've got the herald which is we get the data there um hopefully faster than standard transmission speeds yeah. but You've then got a Terrapin, which is basically um, uh, the Scrappy-Doo of Scooby's character. Um, <laughs> Don't say that. I hated Scrappy. 
Let me at him! Let me at him! Oh, um, oh, I hated Scrappy. I hated that character so much. Oh, yeah, but I, we were young. We just accepted it. I mean, no, I was young when I first saw him. I still hated him. Don't. He's the Gazuki of mystery. Um. <laughs> oh, tears. Oh. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, so for you, it would definitely be uh, the Connie with the Ursa. That or a couple of dragonflies inside, maybe. Mm. Stick a couple of dragonflies in there. I think that could now. Be now, what um, you, you know of Debrets? So it's a, it's a style and manners guide. I don't know of it. Oh, wow. So there's a book on how to be proper, essentially. Um, and it's a guide on what cutlery to use, um, the airs and graces, how to walk properly, you know, perfect balance and poise. One of those finishing school type of books. Yes. So let's do our own finishing school. You, me, Ursa Rover each. Let's see what we can balance on top of our Ursa Rovers <laughs> and complete a course. So, yes. get something up on top of the truck. Yeah, I, I think a 300 series or an Aurora could probably land on top of an Ursa and we might be able to drive. Merlin. Merlin Defo, I think. Yeah. And that so would be attached right there to the Connie, so. Perfect. So we could we could, we could put Merlins on our heads and and uh, and uh, go exploring. And the first one to <laughs> first one to drop the Merlin loses. Well, I know what I'm doing for for some of my streaming there. I'm yeah. going to put on an endless loop, a ten hour of I could walk 500 miles and walk the planet. Oh, please. Oh, see, either if, I'll put no. something down to hold the W key, or I'll put auto run if they have auto run on, and it just go. If I could walk five hundred, it'll it'll just be like how I met your mother road trip, except it'll just be me walking a planet. Except I'm just gonna set a path, so if I end up going off a cliff, that's what happens. Mm. Um. So the because uh, I was imagining that if we do that, that or if you do that. Do it a second time so I can have my reclaimer flying slowly behind you. <laughs> With this little claw, just... Yeah. <coughs> Next time, Gadget. Um, uh, the original Grib says, I am extremely worried about landing my ship and losing it. Uh, until they add in WPS. I don't know what WPS is. I mean, assume until they add until they add locks that your ship will be lost and or blown up. Mm. Um, but uh, it's just uh, waypoints. Um, I don't think waypoints would mean you wouldn't lose your ship. Oh, oh, as in going out and exploring and doesn't know where he landed it. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point, actually. <laughs> Everybody remember where we parked. Oh, fuck. Yeah, fuck. I mean, I've had friends who've had trouble just with car parks. 
Well, good thing I'm really, really, really good with maps. I What I can't remember in names, I make up for in contextual memory. Like, that's super boosted for me. Mm-hmm. So, remembering how to, like, once I learn a map, I remember the map. Like, I remember where everything is, all of its layouts and locations, so where we land and wherever I head, I'll know all the turns I took so I can reverse it back to the ship. Okay. Because I was thinking, it says, yeah, uh, the recent group says you go find, goes, you go find enough away and you have trouble finding it. There's a part of me thinking, well, what would happen if you, I mean, how, how, I mean, smoke could last a while. How many engines do you need to take off? (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to work out what you could do. (laughs) I'm sure they will have a system. Um, If not, that would be hilarious. Set off the engine flare so we can find it again. Okay, we'll see it off in the distance. Pretty much. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure like in the same way that we have a waypoint of pointing us to our ship, we'll still have that same waypoint of pointing us back. Um, but that would be hilarious if that wasn't there. I like how Grib says, except on a sandbox game, there is no path back. Actually, that's not true. The path is whatever you set as your path. So if you went to this rock and then this hill and then this tree and that that's still your path that you took, it's just not a set in-game path. So mm-hmm. the the number of paths, yes, they are almost infinite, but you just have to kind of remember the one that you specifically took. It's it very much is an open exploration thing. I guess doing Star Wars Galaxies as much as I did, there's a lot of waypoints, but some of the planets were pretty open, easy to get lost. Mm. And I, I would remember, like, oh, I know where I am because of that hill. Like, literally, I could look at a hill and go, oh, yeah, I know exactly where I am without looking at a map or anything, just by, like, the, the two hills and a mm-hmm. tree that was over there. It's like, oh, yeah, I know this spot. And they're like, how... It's it's hills in the tree. They're everywhere. Oh no! But the other hills are a little slightly different, and the tree is slightly off. That here, come with me. And it's yeah. See the caves right there. And they're like, how do you keep doing that? So, I, I mm. maps and I just get along for some reason. So it's going to be great for me on planets. I'll I'll be able to find my way back. Everybody follow Grackies. Um Yes, yes. I won't lead you astray at all. Yes, I can imagine what will happen. Um, so, uh, talking about things, uh, astray or not, uh, how is the current schedule looking for 3.0? Um, parts of it are okay, parts of it have moved, as, as happens in development. Overall, yes. it looks pretty much like they're still on schedule from the last couple of times they posted, where we're going to be getting, um... The Evocati build should be going out in about two weeks. Yes. At this point. So it, it looks like about two weeks to Evocati, and it looks like maybe PTU is extended a little bit, mm-hmm. but the release hasn't shifted too, too much. There was some removals and rescheduling. Uh, yes. Pull that up. Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, the general ETAs. So right now, the general release is between July the 6th and July the 20th is the plan. The uh, general PTU is meant to go into July the 5th. But I would imagine that we're not going to get a general release uh, on July the 6th. Um, 
just to be you know realistic i'm i'm looking far later for that probably near the end of um the july window that's um, yeah that's definitely fair yeah um things you know, yeah things that i noticed is that uh field of view has been completed yep as a slider I so did not think they'd be able to do that as early as they did because CryEngine does not play nice with field of view sliders always. Yeah, so they've done something there. They've some dark art. Um, what else do I see? Um, I saw that uh, there. I think the big thing that kind of stood out for me, and this is like just because it's like, oh, um, was the engines and contrails has moved by uh, a month. Yep. Um, you mentioned that, why. Yeah, unfortunately, um, the person who's looking after that has fallen ill. So, uh, don't know your current state, but I uh, hope you're feeling better. And if not, get well soon. Yes, very much. Um, very much so. Um, there's been some jiggery pokery um, around some UI stuff that's been moving forwards. Yep. That move forwards? Backwards. Uh, backwards. My forwards is like later in the year. Yes. Because uh, backwards is closer to where I am because I'm very backwards. So you're the Mad Hatter then? Because that sounded very Mad Hatter. It sounded like a very merry birthday moment there. My, my logic is impeccable. The world operates to my rules. And uh, as long as we don't talk about it too much, the world will continue to operate normally. Let's not rock the boat. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, they have added. So, so I mean, uh, you've got the chart in front of you. You'd noticed a few things. So um, I've got things to add, but what's the main things you see? Uh, I mean, th there was the thing with the UI, which got pushed out several times now. That, that was yeah. one of the big things. But I noticed that kind of correlates with a lot of the item 2.0 stuff being shoved back a little bit. So if they had to make mm -hmm. changes to item 2.0, that would immediately hit things like the kiosk UI system if there were references that mm -hmm. were changed. So they would have to rewrite all those references and make them match back up again. That that can have a ripple effect when there's one core system it needs and that's still being worked on. So that makes yeah. sense. But there was one thing you pointed out. Uh, was this the item 2.0 ship conversion? No. What did I point out? The repair. Oh, fuck socks. Yes. Um, so, uh, repair is uh, started and finished. So they've got now uh, some form of repair system. Now, bearing in mind that currently in-game you can land at... Uh, uh, and have these drones come out and uh, jizzle over your ship until it's brought back to normal. Um, I would imagine that they've got an advancement from that. And then, um, Gracky's, you and I both went, <gasps> could it be, maybe? I know, we're wondering if it's the multi-tool repair, like an early form of yeah. that, where we land out of yeah. the moon, we hurt our wings, so we have to get out with the multi-tool and spray it back on. I'm pretty certain I've seen a multi-tool, um, either artwork or, or pre-finished piece of work. They, they showed um, that so a yeah. with the repair and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I'm kind of hoping it's that, because um, that would be that would be nice. Now, I wouldn't imagine it to be the wide range of all the repair options and all the repair gels and various kind of things. 
but a tier a tier one or a tier zero level of that, where you apply a gel, you do this, bang, you're sorted, yep. um, rather than the quantities and the mixtures, because um, that becomes finesse and gameplay. This also, is just is the initial process. Component repairs. Ooh, yeah. Because it could also be component repairs, like stuff breaks inside your ship so you have to pull the parts out and put them back in because they're going to have an item kiosk where you can go and buy parts so mm -hmm. if you go and buy the parts for your ship you're going to have to carry around parts for the ship and is it that repair or is it both is it the multi-tool and that like they didn't elaborate i want elaboration no. on repair no we will find out soon enough though um impatient uh, impatient disappointed as said by Kevin Sobo. Um, so, uh, also, I believe that they've added um, uh, item 2.0 ship conversion to the schedule. Um, so, that sounds as if... I, I don't even know what that will do, but uh, I'm kind of curious as Which to all that then. spot in the schedule is that one? Um, let me find it. Um... Uh, search for conversion. Conversion, okay. So, we are be so it says that we are beginning the process of converting our available ships over to item 2.0 system. Um, and the ETA is 1st of June. Um, and where the part two is with part one of this feature, the engineering side drawing to a close and appearing to come in as estimated. We've been probably able to schedule up the tech design of this, which okay. is coming in for the 23rd of June. Yeah, that, that's all the piping and everything that's going to be going into the ships um, so that they properly have things like the heat sinks are now going to actually work like heat sinks and power is going to flow through the ships through nodes. And like that's what item 2.0 does. It, it does the everything for inside the ship. So moving mm -hmm. the ship to item 2.0 puts it on that level, which is wonderful. That is quite lovely. Uh, but then after that, I don't see much else to talk about unless you see anything. Not on the schedule side too much that I saw. I mean, there's, you know, it's a huge report that they've been keeping us pretty up to date on, which is great. I, I really like that they've added these in so that we can crawl through it, see where they stand see when we're getting our 3.0 that we've been waiting for, which should be very, very shortly. Mm. <coughs> it's coming up. It's coming up very soon. And uh, I, I'm jelly of all the avocados that will see it. Yes. Um, very eager to... I mean, yeah. I do, we just have to wait for the PTU, I guess. But these things. Um, so... Grackies, uh, anything else on your side or shall we uh, go for audio close? I think it's about time to say bye to the audio side of things, to the, the yes. audio listeners. Yes. So, uh, Grackies, the Funkmeister, uh, where can we find you? As always, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Grackies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as Twitter and YouTube. Uh, also, I have Discord. Make sure you're in my Discord. So get in my Discord, come to the, to the Twitch channel and do exclamation mm -hmm. point Discord. I believe it's Discord, yeah. We'll throw a Discord link in the podcast notes as well. 
Um, so, uh, and you can find me at twitch.tv slash Dubrathakery. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. And I also hang out the arse of Grackies on Late Night Vacuum. Um, so uh, if you want to be a, a dingleberry, come along and uh, hang out with us as well. And uh, I'm sorry, Grackies, I think I've broken you. Oh, that was a good chuckle. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot.